The spin is supported by NatWest. Why? Because NatWest loves cricket. The skills it teaches and the communities it creates and want it to be easy for everyone to get involved. To find out about how NatWest is helping make cricket open to all, search NatWest Cricket. It's the spin! As regular listeners will know, I can be very excitable when England are winning, so I do owe a few people apologies for my behaviour this weekend. First, can I say sorry to the little girl I sat next to on a plane on Sunday afternoon? We were delayed on the tarmac for an hour, so I was watching the cricket on my phone. And when Josh Butler and Chris Wokes got out, I reacted pretty dramatically both times. And I do feel bad for spooking her right before we were about to take off on what was quite possibly her first ever flight. Also, sorry to the Scottish cabbie who picked me up at the airport. I was yelling at my phone and thumping on my seat and actually at one stage punching both my arms and legs in the air as Stokes hit the final runs. Uh, Yeah, so sorry about that. Our Aussie comedian friend Felicity Ward is with us today and so is another spin regular comedian Charlie Baker. He has been baiting Felicity on Twitter since last week so this could be an interesting show. Happily we also have my Guardian colleague Tim Delisle who's one of the most level-headed men in cricket and let's face it we're going to need a cool calm head when I start talking about this game. I simply cannot be held responsible for anything I do in the course of this podcast. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the spin! When we said this could be the greatest cricketing summer ever, you thought we were exaggerating, didn't you? Well, Ben Stokes heard us, and he's single-handedly delivering on our promise. Thanks, Ben. Sir Ben, Lord Ben, whatever you prefer to be known as now. Welcome to our special Headingly 2019 souvenir edition of The Spin. Please find enclosed your replica Jack Leach glasses cleaning cloth, Jofra Archer inflatable watermelon, and a lifetime supply of knockoff Nando's. It's The Spin! I'm Emma John, and this is The Spin, the cricket podcast that's handed out Yorkie bars to our guests in the hope that it improves their performance. My team is ready for action. Uh, Representing Australia, Felicity is at cover. Representing England, Charlie is at point. Representing the Guardian's celebrated impartiality. (laughs) (laughs) Two is at long run. I'm at Cow Corner and I was actually in such a rush to get into the studio this morning that like Ben Stokes, I have also twanged my glute. So hooray, I have the official injury of Headingley 19. We are still awaiting my collapse. Atherton's appearance on the show, but if Ben Stokes' innings has taught us anything, it's the miracles can happen. <laughs> Sticking with Ben Stokes, uh, as we will for quite a while, I suspect, our loosener today is, where were you when Ben Stokes and Jack Leach pulled off their captivating comeback? Where were you, Tim? Nowhere very exciting. I was on my sofa and uh, I got a text from my son saying, who just moved out, he's just renting for the first time. Congratulations, uh, he'll never own a house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass it on. Yeah, uh, neither do I, I'm uh, nearly 40. <laughs> yeah, I got a text from him saying, is it okay if I come around and watch the cricket? Oh, and of course oh, it was, and we, nice. sat, we sat on the sofa together. And there, were, there may have been high fives. Uh, and then my wife joined us when she waited till England needed about 12 to win, I think. She wasn't convinced before then that there was any chance at all. Good woman. Good woman, your wife. I mean, I think that's how quite a few of us felt. Felicity. I was also on the couch and screaming for the last two hours. Uh, not, I mean, 
anyone who knows me and has listened to me on any podcast, I just want good cricket. I do care who wins, obviously. But I would rather see that game and see England win than see us absolutely destroy England. I don't love that. So I really, really enjoyed it and watched it on a very legal stream. Uh, it was very legal. <laughs> you also very kindly texted me because I was I had been in the air and was landing at Edinburgh Airport and I suddenly got, as I turned my phone back on, I got a bunch of messages from you. And you said is this a dream? <laughs> I think actually what I first said was, is this some kind of horrible, cruel joke? Yes, yes. Because you told me that there were, you know, 19 runs needed. I said, you're going to win. There's like 18 runs to go or something. And you're like, is this a cruel joke? And I'm like, no, a cruel joke would be when you texted me after the semi-final, asked if there was a spare ticket going for the World Cup final. But I wasn't going to. I think that's a cruel Ouch. joke. Ouch. Oh, yeah, I did. I did do that. I mean, give it a second to die, you know? Let us. Great. Tragedy uh, plus time. I know, plus time, mate. Just, just eat your Yorkie bar, yeah. Felicity. Uh, Charlie, where were you? I was in our front room on the sofa. We'd, uh, we, we were eye- Good day for sofas, yeah, wasn't we it? Were Good eye- day we for were sofas. eye-parenting by a, so we could watch the cricket, which is giving my daughter the iPad so she could... Uh, just watch some doll she likes watching on the iPad that will keep her quiet for at least two hours. So that was very good. And my son was in the back room playing Fortnite, but I called him in. <laughs> so I said, you have to watch this. Because he's, he's really got into cricket this summer. But he was like, he, he prefers Fortnite like all 12-year-old boys do. And Joffre Archer. And Joffre. Uh, actually, I'm not saying Joffre Archer prefers Fortnite <laughs> to cricket, but I think they're pretty close. 270-odd for six. My wife said, that we're going to win this. I said, I, I will give you 10 to 1 that we won't make 300. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. So, so she it? took it. She yeah. took the bet. And then when we got 300, she went, right, I'll give you double or quits that we're going to win. And I was like, okay, fine. Anyway, I owe her 20 quid. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, yes, watching it. And it was, I said that night, this has been one of the greatest days of my life. Yeah. For test match cricket, which is life, as we know, and, and does, it was just the most beautiful thing to watch it was art it was high art it was ridiculous that we've had that and the world cup final i know one summer and that this is the summer that my husband starts to watch cricket and he's like (laughs) oh this is kind of exciting i'm like what you just saw the greatest innings of all time possibly no he was very very excited by he's he's in he gets what's because he saw um his first game ever as i've discussed on here was england and australia at lords for the World Cup. And he was like, oh, this game's all right. I'm like, are you, what? This is, it doesn't get better than this. <laughs> well, let's talk about the game. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just talk more about Ben Stokes. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> I'm, I'm opening a... Um, a, a <laughs> comfort eating. Comfort eating comfort a Yorkie eating bar. The Yorkie, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, St. Benjamin, as he's now known in several uh, English oh, households, oh, oh. 42 days ago, he pulled off his first miracle as the World Cup was slipping away from England. And now he's added his second which puts him on the fast track to canonization uh, because as we know when England's ninth wicket fell pretty much everyone whether you were English Aussie or a visiting Martian thought the game was over 
Australia were going to go 2-0 up and that meant the Ashes were gone. England still needed 73 runs and to put that in context, Stokes was on 61, having already batted for five and a half hours. His partner, number 11, Jack Leach, had only made it to double figures with the bat once this season. Although that was a 92, to yes. be fair. <laughs> I feel like God Save the Queen should be playing as you read this out. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Smythe, who has always been my favourite over-by-over commentator. I'm sorry, Tim. Oh. <laughs> Actually, mine Ouch. too. <laughs> Still, I did give you a Yorkie. Yeah, you did. He's the absolute master of, of over by over. Isn't he? Yeah. Well, he wrote this. It's great that he was on for the whole of, of the denouement. It, it was perfect. He was the right signing. He wrote, Stokes will surely go down swinging. For the umpteenth time, he is alone on the burning deck. The futile superheroism of his performance in the second innings with bat and ball almost brings a lump to my throat. Well, a lump to the throat, but I'm pretty sure he was talking about his. <laughs> now, Rob is a famous cricketing pessimist, but I thought he'd absolutely nailed it with that. Uh, uh-huh. Did anyone in this room believe an England victory was possible when the ninth wicket went down? Anyone? I, I, I'm i a huge pessimist when it comes to us winning because I know how arrogant we have been as fans and cricket players for decades. So because of our uncertain playing for the last, you know, 10 years that we haven't had like a the team that we did have there was a bit of me that I went I reckon something weird's going to happen here I didn't know it would be that weird that's great this sounds really English oh yeah I've, I've been here for six years now I've really yeah. had you're, seven, you're 70 runs ahead you only need to take one wicket yeah I've really had the hope beaten and out of me and you've got the dread coming on haven't yeah, you yeah yeah I mean yes. does it ever leave <laughs> and then when Stokes started hitting six after six in uh, I, well, I was like this I think this is over. Yeah, so Stokes went into one-day mode, which is ironically exactly the mode we've we've spent the previous 48 hours complaining that England's batsmen were stuck in. Mm. Um, the first 42 balls of his innings had provided just two runs, and then the final 42 balls earned him 74. So, uh, Tim, big hitting was a hugely risky option, and it could easily have got him out. Was it the only one he had left? Well, I think it was Bairstow who worked out that they couldn't block their way to 359, mm. which is what Root and Denley had been trying to do, unless maybe it was a kind of cunning plan, uh, you know, blunt, 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 and then attack later, which it, it, it may have Possibly giving them more, more credit for strategy than they deserve. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Root and Denley got locked into blocking and so did Stokes in fact more than either of them when he when he first came in it, was, it wasn't just two off 42 balls it was two off 66 at I the th- beginning I think of it Stokes. took 83 balls to get into double digits yeah something like that I, mean, it, I love it, that we it, all have a weird yeah <laughs> shall I give you the stat here's the stat <laughs> Moen Alley in today's Guardian gives us this stat which is his first 73 balls he scored three runs yes his last 45 74 yeah Pretty incredible. Yes. And and when England collapse, there's a great tendency from the pundits to blame it on one-day cricket. And it's not really right, because there have been some very sober innings in this series from England. Um, Joss Butler at Lord's second innings made 30 off 100 balls, which is completely out of character for him. England's strike rate in this series has been about 10 lower than Australia's throughout. And Australia haven't been slogging by any means. So they have been trying to play proper test cricket. And I think Stokes actually takes that too far, that policy at the beginning of his innings. I think he sort of gets himself into a corner that, in this case, he got himself into a corner that the only big hitting could probably get him out of. Yes. And it, it happened to work, but I'm not sure it's a great 
You know, it was too exaggerated at the beginning of the innings. Work it around, you know, annoy the bowlers. You've got left and right batting together. So make them change their line. The, the, the moment I started to maybe believe mm-hmm. was the reverse sweep oh. six. <laughs> yes. I thought there's some magic happening here. There's some, and then there was a drop catch. If, if there's one thing that I can usually guarantee with Australia is we can't guarantee that we've got a top order batting lineup. The bowling at the moment is pretty exquisite. But one thing I can always back my Australian boys is fielding. And my God, did they disappoint. It was like every insecurity. It was almost as if every mistake they could have made over the last 10 years happened in that last <laughs> hour. I mean, that last hour, though. Yeah. Because before that, I mean, Warner's catch. To, uh, oh, uh, stuff for was, was, Root's was catch? Like off Root, yeah. yeah. Super and sexy also catch. The, the one on the boundary to get rid of Archer was mm-hmm. beautifully oh, done. Yeah. Just pop it, pop it up, yeah. step over that rope, One day skills, yeah. Pass oh, it to yourself. That was, it was beautiful, wasn't absolutely it? Absolutely delicious. And then the review, the terrible And it was review. a direct hit to get rid of Butler. That yes. was, yes. was that's a Travis, yes. Travis Head direct yeah. hit. That yeah. was a sensation. Yeah. Sensational uh, yeah. bit of feeling, yeah, even even if it was also a, a terrible run. Yes, um, the moment well, I was, gave up was that the Butler run out. Yeah. That, by the way, was completely Stokes's mistake. So the man's really got to work on on his running between the wickets. <laughs> <laughs> did he call him on? Did he call him on? Did he, he, he called him on. Yes, he did, and then right. sent him back. He kept doing that thing, didn't he? When he was sending people back, he sort of turned round, turned his back to the non-striking yes. batsman yes. before. Yes, which... and then wouldn't couldn't even bear to watch when Leach had two balls to face at the end of an over. Yeah, he was. Let's face and it. Stokes Leach was... said, "Have a bit of faith." Yes, <laughs> but he, he was... did. He did also say, however, Stokes did say that Leach had given him the best kiss of his life <laughs> yes, at did. the end of the game. So I think. I think those two will be all right. The way they banged helmets, it was like, I don't know if you've ever, if it, as a teenage boy, I may have kissed a few girls and bashed teeth. It just felt... Oh, <laughs> so it, hard to celebrate the helmet, yeah. isn't it? It's like, it I want to get bad. close to you, but I also don't want to knock myself unconscious. Also, in slow-mo, you also saw the kind of sweat sort of like yes. coming off Stokes yeah. in, a, in a puff. He also, just seemed... if, if, they, if they bashed helmets, surely we should have had the doctor on for both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. got to replay the helmet. Yeah. No, more things, Stokes... Helmet coming apart, yes, and just little tiny little bits throughout the match. You yeah, look that's back not on that one and go, that was just that's insane. Yeah, yeah it was because yeah, the two the net guards went in slow motion, one in each. each I thought that was CGI side. when I first. Yes. I'm like, what's happening? Why are we watching? Who's edited the TV? So the crucial over that I missed because I was mid-air was the Hazelwood over where Stokes got his century. That was extraordinary because Hazelwood at that point was something like four four for 60-odd off 30 overs. Mm. They'd hardly been able to to get a run off him and suddenly complete carnage. And to show off, I mean, he was so focused, Stokes. He he didn't even celebrate, you know, he didn't even put his bat in the air for the for the century. He's tired, Just, just a hand up and, and, and get yes. on with it. Yeah. It, was just, it, was, it just seems so focused. You know when they say when they're in the zone, everything mm. slows down around them. You know, if, if you're in rugby, everyone around you seems a lot slower than you are. He just must have been seeing the ball so well like everything must have just slowed down for him so he could see what was happening around him and how he was going to do it you could see it in his footwork though you know like he had a stance 20 minutes before the ball left the bowler's hand you know he was just he knew where he was going to hit it he knew what he needed to do I was wondering why Stokes teed off on that particular Hazelwood over and whether that was premeditated we think or whether that was just Hazelwood bowled a couple of hittable balls do you know what I think it might be is that and I'm not comparing myself to a cricket player at oh. all but Charlie and I will, will test you know he can um, come to the party on this one sometimes 
you just something clicks and you just know how to be the funniest person in the room when you're on stage mm. and it doesn't matter what you do you know that everyone will laugh it's because it's live and it can only happen in those circumstances in that room with those people but sometimes something just clicks and you cannot mess it up and I saw that with Stokes where he just went he just I think that you can afford to do some one day um, batting because historically there has been one day batting in test when you know you've got the confidence when you know you're going to hit it and that's just what he had well oh, he yes. said in his post-match interview that he hadn't really got nervous until the target was in single figures but even then the match had plenty more drama so seven to win he top edges to Marcus Harris at third man which is the drop that we've mentioned did Marcus Harris drop the ashes Charlie? oh no I don't, I don't want to say anybody, anybody <laughs> especially after there's a time that the bad LB call tough no, chance yeah, yeah, the tough, it's a very oh difficult chance God. and the pressure the, you don't know what pre- pressure and adrenaline and all those things just mess with your mind and your physicality I can't call fault on any player in that yeah. whole match so ratcheting up the pressure we're now three to win Leach is hit on the pads on the last ball of the mm. over and Australia who have one review left use it let's just say Unwisely, Felicity already has her head in her hands. Uh, when are captains going to learn not to try and buy a wicket with their last review? I mean, didn't Paddy Cummins even say no, it was outside leg? I think that he did. And Tim was like, Tim Payne, we're mates. We're not. Um, not after that review, mate. Uh, no, he, he, I think he was like, no, I, I'm going to go for it. And I just... Yeah, I don't. If that was Steve Smith, I don't know if Steve Smith. I don't know. Look, Tim Payne is a very experienced wicket keeper. He's got, you know, he's 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 fairly intuitive with that stuff. But when it was hit plum, and Joel Wilson did not think it was hit um, LB that like a couple balls later, it was. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know what Stokes, I was... Stokes has disputed that because he says that ball brushed his front pad mm-hmm. and Hawkeye only had it tracking from the back pad. And he said it wasn't spinning, so he didn't think he thought it was yeah. going down. I'm sure... Well, sure. The, the, three, the three reds that well, came it's, up... It's, it's pressure, pl- isn't it? Pressure affects Tim Payne, it, uh, yeah. not just physically, but mentally. It affects your decision-making process. Jack Leach and the pressure, and the, he, you could just see his body full of adrenaline. When he was stopping to clean the smear off his glasses... His hands were shaking. It was like, have you ever seen in Jurassic Park when he gets out the car and he takes off his glasses and his hand shakes mm. and he looks up at the big brontosaurus? It was like that every time he was between them. Oh, my God, I can't hold the bat. It was like someone called it Superman and Clark Kent, which I thought was beautiful. <laughs> it was That was the That's best one not out in Test cricket, wasn't it? I mean, nothing will ever beat Absolutely, that one not out. The, yes, the, the, the one run he scored was the one run that tied the scores and made sure that England couldn't lose so magnificent moments to get your only run he's forever one not out isn't he for the rest of his life (laughs) he's one not out it's weird that this is what we'll remember more than the 92 Um, but we've also not talked about the other great bit of um, pressure which I have uh, uh, I've kind of paid tribute to around the field with the field placings on this uh, on our tabletop cricket I've I've put all the fielders (laughs) on their back uh, as a little tribute to Nathan Lyon um, because with two to win Stokes uh, reverse swept to a fielder uh, Leach was halfway down the pitch before he realised that all Nathan Lyon had to do was gather the ball and remove the bales uh, and he'd have been out by a couple of metres uh, England would have lost by a mm. single run at that stage but Lyon did not 
catch the ball? Very um, rare. What noise did you make when uh, when that happened, Felicity? I can't say it on the radio. <laughs> I cannot say it. If you want to broadcast it, there were lots and lots of swear words. Um, uh, what was interesting is um, throughout day three and four, what you constantly heard from stump mics is you heard affirmations being called out to the bowler you, you really I heard a lot of Australian fielders a lot of, lot of, go guys come on guys lots and lots of it constant and it was constant and then Gaza. Gaza, Ga- I love I love that his nickname is Gary yeah. and then they've also shortened that to Gaz yeah. perfect perfect Australia <laughs> I thought they missed the trip with no um, bowling labishane La- <laughs> do you know what? bowling labishane I think that became um, like not that Ian Healy copyrighted it but no one else was allowed to say it oh really I I think so. Yeah, bowling Bowling Shane. Labishane. That's going to be the rest of the podcast. (laughs) But the last hour and a half, that's when you, it was very quiet out on the pitch. And I'm like, Mm. I don't like this at all. It's, uh, Mm. you know, that when animals stop making noise in the forest, you're like, is there a bushfire? (laughs) What's happening? Am I about to die? I can smell something. Is it my mortality? Uh, So that made me nervous. And then when when, um, all of the accidents started to happen, I'm calling them accidents. When we started making lots and lots of mistakes, I'm like, it's theirs. I knew it was theirs. And it is so rare for Nathan Lyon to drop a ball, to fumble. He's he's fantastic um, near the stumps. And you'll have seen the clip in which um, the point of the clip is that Stokes hits the winning run and the crowd react a bit slower than Stokes himself. Have you seen that one that's yes. going around on Twitter? And there's one Australian fielder yep. who reacts after Stokes and before the crowd. He crumples and falls to the floor and that is Lion. That's yeah. right. Oh, really? Yeah, he, 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 yeah. There was a, he did. Because the ball is hit past him and he's in the shot. It's very, very poignant. Yeah, and then Tim Payne had to walk over, didn't he, and, and pull him back up and remind him that there were still yes. two tests to go, and, yes, and he needed and to set a bit of an example. Yes, and say, oh, really? yeah, don't, don't, yeah, the, it, it's not good for the younger players if, yeah. if you let this mm. get to you. Yeah, I mean that the final ball was awful. If you watch, <laughs> if you watch that ball yes. for a ball under pressure, where he could have tried to york him or like just you know, it's sort of a little hop down the wicket and sits up beautifully for him. I mean, he hits it beautifully, you know, but it's a really yeah. bad ball. I mean, to be fair, do you think once England had tied the match that there was really a chance that they weren't going to win it? I do. Know. You never know. Yeah, our bowling yeah. is very good. My God, have I eaten my hat over Hazelwood this series? He's He's just been incredible. There have been some incredible, incredible figures and some really good old-school test bowling, as you were talking about his figures before. And even Lyon. Lyon bowled like 39 overs or something, and his economy rate was extraordinary. It was. I think England have worked Lyon out after after crumbling against him in the first test, rather as they did in the last Ashes series. They've now decided to play him off the back foot. These pitches have been slow enough that they've been able to do that. Mm. And he's he hasn't got many wickets since then. I wonder if that frustration yeah. played into the fumble. And yeah, Sorry to go on about Stokes, but he bowled 22 overs the day before. <laughs> well, I think we should well. mention that. You know, it wasn't <laughs> just his batting, was it? When Archer went off with cramp, 
Stokes went on right to it. Came back on. Had another spell. Get me off the bench, coach. <laughs> it is amazing. I do. It did look all this test. And, and again, we saw this in the World Cup final. Like, the worst of personal physical punishment is for him. Mm. The more he loves it and, and the more he, powerful he becomes. He is quite the masochist, isn't he? And also, he, I think, isn't he driven by atonement? I mean, it's said that he doesn't like the word redemption after the whole business with the nightclub and the court case and so on. But ever since then, he's been very kind of hair shirt. He's really been trying to be responsible all this blocking and in this game he bowled an awful spell on the first day when Warner and Labuschagne were having a good time at Australia 100 for two of all the bad shots in the 67 he played the worst he you know he managed to edge a wide yeah. to give a slip catch so he in the first innings he was a, he was abominable bat and ball and then he set about repairing the damage and he's incredibly good at that <laughs> Um, and Felicity, we can't, unfortunately, unfortunately, we can't uh, stop talking about this innings without without bringing us back to that LBW, which, you know... You mean I- the real one or the one that we reviewed? <laughs> <laughs> so many choices. <laughs> the thing I don't understand, I, what I sort of admire Joel Wilson for is he didn't give it out, but he could have given it out. Because it and, was. Because we're at, A, because you think it was. <laughs> but also England still had a review. So he could have relied on the review system. But that's but not what the laws of the himself. game say. I'm, you know, that's the, the benefit of the doubt still belongs with the batsman. Yeah. And actually that call, I think, had a lot of... I thought, Felicity's looking at me crossly. <laughs> that call had a lot of doubt in it. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure it did. Just like Joe Root's catch that was definitely out and didn't hit the ground first. But he made the call he thought was right. But also, umpires are under pressure. Everybody's under pressure in that situation. It's, it's Yeah, mate, that's what they're going to pay for. That's <laughs> the job. He was under pressure, and I'm going to say he made the right call. Because under the you know rules of the game, that is yeah. the right call. Absolutely. He wasn't brilliant. sure. He wasn't sure, so it's not out. Well, he should be. It's his job. That's what I think. You said you don't care about the result. You just like good cricket. But that was. <laughs> oh, here they go. This is, when it, this is when it kicks off. Charlie was having a go at me on Twitter. You can hear him eating now. He's, he's in distress. Okay, he's a, worried. Here she comes. Eat. Eat. She's in off the long run Hang now. on, I'm having a feeling. Better stick some chocolate in there. Um, Fliss is really good at making me feel bad as a person. <laughs> so on Twitter... Um, Charlie sent me a lot of crying gifts and then he sent me then he took it personal and sent me a WhatsApp message (laughs) and I wrote back how dare you he's like are we still joking I'm just joking (laughs) it's all fun and games until you can't actually sense the tone of a text message isn't it I was worried can we do a little uh, my little uh, like the unsung heroes or little champion moments one Archer getting 20 in the Mm. uh, right towards the end I love a tail end again in 20. I think it's really good stuff and I don't know if it gets enough credit especially when the top order are not batting the way that they should and also what a delicious moment for Labuschagne to come into this test series and just you can see the fury every ball he's just visualising the Australian selectors going what about that yeah. huh? <laughs> oh you like that yeah I'm getting the highest score on the, on the whole team is that like a like, like for like enough for you is it huh I just, I adore it. And my favourite thing about Labuschan is he is so like for like with Steve Smith that he cannot believe that he's out ever. He walks yeah. off, he's like, how can I be out? 
what an idiot I am. What have I done? <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I think he's been... Bowling Labashane. Bowling <laughs> Labashane. Well, while we're talking about Labashane, um, Steve Smith will probably return for the next match, so who does he replace? Yeah, well, if those two bat together, forget it. I mean, it, we'll never get them out. <laughs> it's going to be what England you feels. You say that. You say that. England actually dropped Labashane twice. They did. Root, the... Root dropped him when he only had 14, he didn't he? He did. He did, and uh, Bairstow dropped him on 42. Very good. So, yeah. so he is he, he is, is get outable. He is mortal. Whereas Steve Smith, it's not it's not so clear. Is Am it? I right well, in saying Lavishane has not played a lot of one day cricket? He's very much a sort of three and four day cricket player, and that's one of the things coming into the Test series that you know we've all been going. Oh well, we've been focusing on the one day game, and they've used Lavishane as a sort of poster boy for not just being a one day player and coming into Test cricket. And I mean, they can't drop him, can they? No. That, I don't think they. I mean, obviously, Joe no, Root. No, can, they, can but, drop, yeah. they can drop. They can drop Kawaja, can't they? Yeah. Who hasn't got a fifty yet? Who can I point out? People started talking about Jack Leach looking like an accountant. I, that was that was a word that got quite used about him because you know because he had the glasses and you know he was looking. It's at, the glasses. I have to say, Kawaja. I have thought this all the way through the series. He looks like a worried accountant every time he goes out to bat. <laughs> well, I think Matthew Wade looks like a military dad whose sons just told him he wants to be in the arts. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> Very stern. Very stern. Uh, while, we're, while we're talking about, uh, like we say, unsung heroes, um, you've brought up Joffre Archer, Felicity. He took six for 43 on the first day when England were Beautiful. temporarily ahead. Uh, you were impressed by him, presumably. Who doesn't like Archer? What's not to like? He's a, he's a proper pace bowler. He's young. He's exciting. He's up for it. He's a little bit unpredictable, so he gets the wickets, but there's still a couple of like, ooh, okay, what was that, mate? He's charming. He's charismatic. What I think is, is lacking on the English team is actually a bit of likability. And I know that that is an imperative to playing good cricket, mm. but the, as far as characters are going, it's... That's interesting because England have a very amiable captain, don't they? Yeah, but it's not it's not a character trait. Except <laughs> amiable. Also, I'd say his amiability has definitely dropped. He's, mm. there's some, don't, don't you think? Do you think, think he's got that? a sharper edge to him now? No, I, I think not. he's been staring into the abyss yes. for the first three tests. And <laughs> he does. Them. It's like a haunted house. He is. He is. <laughs> Dead behind the eyes, He's I think. constantly putting his hands over his nose and his mouth mm. and, like, rubbing his face. He looks very stressed. I really like mm. Joe Root, but he's not bringing joy to the team on the field, from what I can see. No, I, I honestly... I don't think I'd seen yeah, him smile true. since he, the World he, Cup final. He used to be Mr. Smiley. Yeah, I know. And Michael Vaughan said in 2005 that he didn't get a proper night's sleep in the whole Test series. Really? Yeah. Because of the tension. Wow. Sure. So maybe Root's going through that. Calm.com, Joe Root. Bit, <laughs> bit of meditation, mate. I, I think, I think it, it, actually, him being captain at the moment, uh, you just feel, if you said to him, you're not the captain and you're batting at four, he'd go, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you. Uh, oh. And finally, what about Joe Denley? He top scored in England's first innings with <coughs> 12. <laughs> uh, but his his gutsy 50 on Saturday evening laid a platform. So has he done enough to keep his place? I think so, definitely. I, I, I would I would, I would open with him. I, yeah, I would open with him. I'd move, if we're going to keep Jason Roy in the lineup, I would move him down to five or six and I'd open with Denley. Or even if not, because if you leave Roy out, poor Roy is a walking wicket at the moment, so if you leave him out, you could bring in Ollie Pope in the middle order, who's just made another of his double centuries, and is clearly going to be a great batsman. 
Um, and yeah, when Burns and Denley bat together, they look like a slightly elderly English opening pair, don't they? they you can well, imagine them in the 1970s. When they pick Ollie Pope for England, will some white smoke come out of the top of Lords? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Loved it. <laughs> I actually got a message from my friend Robbie um, saying... I thought you were going to say the Pope. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from the Pope. Connected. Uh, he said to me, the Aussies' plan of letting Denley score a 50 to keep him in the team seriously backfired. <laughs> yeah, keep him in. <laughs> Although he did point out that there are still four more chances yeah. to have him caught at point. <laughs> oh. After the game, Ben Stokes was asked what he'd had for dinner the previous evening that might have fuelled his heroic innings. And he said some knockoff Nando's and a couple of biscuit and raisin Yorkie bars, plus a few coffees in the morning. Well, we are always on the lookout for a marketing opportunity here at The Spin. <laughs> so we've developed our own unofficial Ben Stokes energy drink. Basically, we've blended together some fried chicken, some chocolate, some biscuits, some raisins and some coffee. Felicity... You're pregnant, so we can't risk you trying this. Thank you so much. Great. Charlie and Tim, would you like to have a try of this? No, but... That is absolutely disgusting. Is there honestly chicken in that? Is it cooked? Is it chicken cooked? The chicken is is cooked. (laughs) I do want to see you gag a bit. I've got a lot on today. I can't... (laughs) Well, look, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break now while I pour my guests a drink and we'll be back shortly to chat about the rest of this incredible game. Plus, find out which of my guests tweeted on Saturday evening to say that Ben Stokes only averages 19 in fourth innings run chases. <laughs> it was true then. <laughs> Googlies, slog sweeps, dibbly-dobbly bowlers... There are lots of reasons kids like cricket. It's fun to say, fun to play. It also keeps them moving, gets them talking and helps them focus, which is why NatWest thinks everyone should have a chance to play. It partners with Chance to Shine, a cricket charity bringing the game to schools and communities across the country to give young people new skills, new experiences and more chances to use silly words. From the school kids turned brilliant bowlers to the city tape ball teams, NatWest has paired up with The Guardian Labs to tell more stories of making cricket a game for all. Read them at theguardian.com forward slash natwest cricket. This message was paid for by NatWest. This is The Spin from The Guardian, the cricket podcast that was too young to remember heading the 81 and will now spend the next 40 years banging on about how good Ben Stokes' innings was to people who are too young to remember it. Mm. Felicity Ward, Charlie Baker and Tim DeLala, my guests, what did you all think of the energy drink? It was... I didn't... I didn't want to drink it, but then you told me I was contractually obliged to. (laughs) And if I wanted to be on The Spin again, I had to have a sip. Um, so I wish you well with the spin. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> and I hope you have a lovely summer. And a good legal team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's wrong with multi chocolate with a like nice chicken aftertaste. A chicken topper. <laughs> uh, sadly, due to the lack of an endorsement deal, the Ben Stokes energy drink won't be available in shops. You could make your own at home but don't so back to Headingley and it's easy to forget that for long periods of this test match England looked dead and buried mostly due to 27 overs of batting madness on Friday morning that saw them all out for just 67 runs Mm. 
Tim. That is the fourth time England have posted an innings of under 100 in the past 18 months. Why? Why? And for the love of God, why? (laughs) I don't think you can really explain it except to say that England, uh, unlike you, I've been watching them since before Headingley 1981, where, by the way, they collapsed twice. They are the masters of collapse. This is this is what they do. You know, their superhero thing, their superpower is the ability to collapse. Oh, they, well, I mean, you don't need to tell me that. I, I was yeah. there through the 90s. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so you, you, you saw plenty of that. So they have this special ability and they, they even do it on their greatest days. You know, 362 for nine contained a spell of 40 odd for five. So they, they've got this tremendous ability to go down like it's dominoes. And... Um, in the 67, I thought halfway through, well, you know, there's bound to be something, a little wag of the tail, they'll, they'll get to 100, they'll stay in the game. In fact, 67 was all they needed to stay in the game, so they'd worked that out pretty, pretty nicely, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was all pre-planned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Charlie, uh, what wicket did you switch off? I mean, because I think we all did, surely. Surely no England fan is so much of a masochist that they made it all the way Look, to... I was busy that day, so it was quite, I was sort of just checking in and out on Twitter and just sort of turning on the radio now and again and just and so it was just like oh gosh we've done this again I, I lie I watched a couple of and um, uh, when Jason Roy just wafted at one again surely they tell him a week so don't chase after it okay just Jason you're excellent you're an excellent bat just don't chase the boys different game Test well, cricket. he also so, must so, know so, that in his own Oh, right, head. yeah, OK. Um, where's he from? I'm saying he's from Plymouth. Oh, yeah, OK, then, yeah. <laughs> he's, from, I won't, he's from South Africa. He's from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, OK, I won't chase it. <laughs> I won't chase it, no. OK, here we go. Whack, uh, out. <laughs> oh, gosh, I just, I, just, I just find it so frustrating. And I think he'll go and do it again. Uh, Old Trafford. <laughs> That's all I worry about. It's like, oh, we're doing this again, are we? Right, you're not just going to... And then it seemed to be Root went, oh, yeah, test cricket, innit? And switched his mind and started padding them away. But, you know, you need the 67 all out to appreciate... 363. It's true. I think the last time Felicity was on, I was reminding her that, you know, in that, uh, the Edgbaston test, England had Australia 122 for eight mm. and um, still managed to uh, blow it. So Felicity, this is kind of, you're just on the other side of it. I don't think you need to bring me into this. Um, <laughs> feels a little bit personal. Um, no, I, I, it, what's interesting now is that we will, like at the end of this Ashes, we won't remember... I, don't, I think that we'll probably remember Ben Stokes' innings more than Steve Smith's double century in the in the first test, and I think that that is a no pun intended a testament to how great Ben Stokes' innings is. It was more than you know with Australia, it felt like all of the runs depended on Steve Smith doing well, and he did both of it, and it was incredible and it was heroic. But to actually say there was the added pressure of Ben saving the Ashes. At least for one more test. <laughs> um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, well, 100%. I mean, to quote, to, this is me on a Guardian podcast quoting Mayor Angelou. <laughs> I thought you were going to quote yourself. I'm like, I'm to quote Mayor Angelou. He won't be remembered for what you said or did, but for the way you made people feel. And that it's is true. Ben Stokes. And he made us all feel... In, um, English. Uh, just, well, just pr- proud and excited and... I can't think of another word other than those two words because I've thought about Ben Stokes again, so I've become speechless. <laughs> <laughs> become a little bit misty-eyed, actually. <laughs> You've 
kind of referred to this already um, about whether it actually matters that England's batting keeps collapsing because it's still providing great, entertaining mm. test Well, what cricket. they've done by using this Duke's ball is they've tried to ensure that the opposition collapsed just as much. And that's that's broadly working. You know, they beat India 4-1 using that ball last summer. And it wasn't really a 4-1 series at all. It was more like 2-2 or something, the way it felt. But... Anderson is a master with the Duke's ball, as we're about to see in the next test. If he's back. He'll be back, won't he? I'm sure he will. <laughs> he's been playing this week, isn't he? He's playing, he's yeah. playing this week. And he's Who are we taking off? Um, Wokes. Yeah. Sli- um, slightly long tail, but the tail started at, at one in the, in the first innings, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. <laughs> Just move Roy back. Yeah, we've got 11 tail enders at the moment. <laughs> so here we are. Headingly, an Ashes match, England down and out, bowled out cheaply in their first innings and on the verge of going 2-0 down. Enter their controversial all-rounder who comes to the rescue in the most unlikely of circumstances. And that description no longer only belongs to Ian Botham. <laughs> Quick history lesson for, for anyone who's new to cricket. And or isn't English. Well, Felicity, do you is Headingly 81 part of the Australian? No. It's not taught at schools. No, there's a, um, a Kiwi comedian called James Nikise, and he came on our podcast, The Unbelievable Podcast. You can get it from all years. Clang. <laughs> In schools, they still talk about the underarm bowling um, from the, what, was it Greg? Trevor Chapel. Trevor Chapel. Like, he brought that up as a joke, and I was like, are you referencing something from 35 years ago as a burn? <laughs> and he's like, they literally still talk about it in school. So there's there's lots of parts of us. And I mean, I can't speak for all Australians. I'm sure there'll be many, many older, angry Australian men listening to this going, we still talked about Hedlingly in 81. So... I don't know, man. I just asked because, you know, I was three in 81. I didn't even come to cricket till I was 14. Mm. And yet it's part of the mythology that's so mm. great. And my mum has never stopped talking about really? it in 81. I mean, it's just, it's one of those games that you know about, you know, even, like I say, even if you came to cricket a, more than a decade later. You've just seen highlights of it, haven't you? You've only ever seen, I've only ever seen the highlights of it in a sort of five minute package. I've got, I've got a friend who's a huge cricket fan and he's got books and books and books on it there's a great one called 500 to 1 I think that is a really good yep. book, really good really yep. good cricket book on it and um, it is mythology that's what it is you know it includes Botham and includes all those misty eyed 80s summers that just seemed warmer than they are now which I'm sure they're not but it just looks it's got that beautiful Kodachrome sort of glow on it when you watch it so it is complete mythology but just but I think that was the, one of the joys of Sunday was I'm living through one of those yes. I'm getting my own experience I don't have to rely on hearsay it's like I'm seeing this with my own that's why I called my son in it's why you call everyone in and why yeah. I'm thrilled that Tim's son came over to watch it with well, him is because it's it's creating your own legacy yeah, Charlie better still next day yesterday evening my son and I went to the theatre and he very politely over a snack beforehand he said so what did happen at Headingley 1981 uh-huh. <laughs> well and he got a bit of an earful I'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> To fill in, in the Ashes series of 1981, for any who, like Tim's son, don't know this story, Ian Botham had been sacked as captain after the second test of the series. England were behind in the match, bowled out cheaply in the first innings, and asked to follow on. Botham was at the crease when they slipped to 135 for seven, still 93 runs behind Australia, and he then hit. Tim, how many? 149 not out. Correct. Off 148 balls with the tail to set Australia 131 to win. 
England, thanks largely to eight wickets from Bob Willis, won by 19 runs. So as the only one of us who actually watched both, uh, I'm guessing live, Tim, which, which was better? Another sick burn by the wow. host. <laughs> Uh, Emma, you overestimate me. I, 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 I was a huge cricket fan. Uh, I was following the game, but I had made the slight tactical error of, of going off on Interrail that summer. Oh, and beautiful. I was in Berlin, and in those days, the way the media worked, you know, when you were away from home... No Twitter then. You went to buy a newspaper 24 hours late. So that's how, I was, that, that's how the news was reaching me. <laughs> Berlin as well. I mean, test cricket is so Berlin. <laughs> Isn't it? Why it's not big in Berlin, I have no idea. That's pre-wall too. Uh, so. <laughs> so Berlin. They could, could have put some uh, chalk marks on the wall. and had a Got good a bit game. of a tennis ball? <laughs> I tried to read an article about it. And as soon as they, it is so florid and so over the top and hyperbolic as soon as I saw the phrase New Jerusalem I'm like good night I couldn't read any more about it was Kim Hughes captain then yes that was part of uh, according to Shield Berry who was the only person in the press box for both the Botham innings and the Stokes innings Hmm. he wrote a very good piece about it and he said that that was part of Australia's problem that summer was that Kim Hughes was captain Dennis Lilly and Rod Marsh who were the big personalities in the dressing Hmm. room really didn't rate Hughes they thought he was a sort of goody goody yeah I've I've read uh, I tried to read and I don't don't know if you've ever tried he didn't even put a bet on England to win Hughes (laughs) that's how much of a a square (laughs) he was (laughs) the other thing I think that you know connects heading the 81 and heading the 19 is that it has like reached the nation it's reached people who had no idea about cricket but who got caught up in the narrative of Sunday well we we hope it has I mean the the viewing figures for Sunday are 2.1 million so just the 63 million that didn't watch it but there was also over a million listening to it online on the radio yes probably millions more listening a million a million following the OBO yes yeah and can I just say it is reaching it was reaching other people I got a lovely text from my young cousin who is a Luton Town fan uh, and mm-hmm. she said, today was the first time I properly watched cricket. And wow, I definitely like cricket. Oh, that's great. And that's can great. I have your tickets for Lords? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, we, I think, doesn't it feel as if there's a sea change coming, though, that so many people feel so strongly that cricket is Well, with World Cup or, as well. Like, yes. World Cup was, the final was one of the greatest one day yeah, games yeah. of um, all time. And just, and so unusual. And like, we've had two where were you when moments in cricket that will be talked about like Headingley yeah. was, um, I assume. It's just, it, I don't know. The, it, it's a catch-22. It's that, you know, like I don't want, you can't be what you can't see. And if you can't see cricket, if it's left for people. Not only is the game over here a very elite and very, you know, a very class-based game, but now even the people that watch it, you've got to find, you know, you've got to find someone who has it. Or you go down to the pub and hopefully they're playing it. It seems very exclusive. Since you've brought up the World Cup final and since we're doing comparisons, which was Ben Stokes's best innings? Was it this one or was it the one to win the World Cup? I think this one. I think this one, yeah. Both immense and winning the World Cup is a greater thing than keeping the ashes alive. But yes, all the gear changes in this one and the amount he had to do by himself, whereas in the World Cup, half the work was done by mm. Joss Butler. Yeah, and, th- and there aren't many test innings where you can look like Michael Afton and Kevin Peterson <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> yeah. I think. 
That's very true. I, I was, I was, you've, you've come up with sport, a sporting parallel, though you've had to put two players together into a sort of pantomime horse to make Ben Stokes. I was, I was thinking, what is it like the way he goes from you know, total paralysis to hitting sixes all over the place? And I thought that there is a parallel in life. You know, when one of your friends brings a small kid round and they don't know you, they don't know your house, and they, they cling to the parent's leg for the first hour, and then by the time they leave, they're dancing on the table with no clothes on. <laughs> that, that is Ben Stokes. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, apart from Geoffrey Archer, this summer is proving tricky for anyone wanting to make comments about cricket on social media that aren't out of date seconds later. <laughs> so, what is the most out of date thing you posted about the Headingley Test, Charlie? Oh, um, I did one when who went out? Ren Root went out on Sunday I said oh collapse incoming <laughs> aren't I clever here it comes I and saw then, that gift <laughs> it was a small collapse <laughs> but then you know the miracle happened so. the phoenix the phoenix pretty rose. safe bet collapse incoming with England <laughs> yes <laughs> I think that was around the same point where uh, I tweeted fancy a one day game tomorrow Australia oh, yeah a beer match <laughs> I think that you said you said something like I'm going to wash the dishes or something you really spat the dummy <laughs> I, I get the feeling you don't like cricket on Twitter <laughs> it does it does come across like that's what that, it feels like it? do you even like it I, yeah I was wondering on the final day at the start of the final day I was wondering aloud on Twitter whether uh, it was best to watch it on the telly listen to it on the radio follow it on the OBO or to just go out and remain in complete denial all day. Well, you, you actually held a poll, didn't you? And what, what was the result of the poll? Go out and remain in denial. So <laughs> I speak for the fans of England. So that's why only two million were watching it, because they, they'd, <laughs> they'd been sent out by you, the, the, the other 60 million. That's probably why, yeah. I do have that kind of influence. Did you say anything you regretted in the aftermath? This is a trap, Tim. This is a trap. <laughs> I, do see, I do see the trap approaching. It, it was true when I said it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, actually, I was clutching at straws, or as, as we cricket fans call it, clutching at stats. And uh, I thought, I'd, I'd, you know, England were clearly going to have to chase 300 plus, which they've hardly ever done, as far as I knew. So I looked up, you know, what, it, what is this team's record in the fourth innings? And it was terrible. The only person who'd ever scored 100 in the fourth innings in the last five years for England was Butler. And uh, that was in, in, in a game they lost by 200 runs. So it was a bit of a sort of consolation crumb. Root's average was 27, I think. Bairstow's was 20. And then I may have made the mistake of saying what Stokes' average in the fourth innings was, which was 18. Mm. <laughs> and I, but what, I cling to the, 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 thought, the thought that the England players were actually on Twitter, saw this and thought, right. We're going to we, show, we'll him. show him. We'll yep. show Tim Delisle. Exactly. Uh, so I wasn't the only one who was uh, feeling a bit pessimistic. Our regular guest, Prasanna Purnaraja, did message uh, to say on Saturday, uh, yeah, Australia will be 300 ahead at the end of day and we'll be all done by close tomorrow. But to be fair to him, he followed up with, unless it's the next Headingley, 250 from Stokes in the fourth innings. <laughs> Goodness so me, called it. He called it. Also, Andy Bull also messaged... Ben Stokes will score a century and will chase down 322 to win with three wickets to spare. That, was, that bit wasn't right. Uh, on a pitch which is getting flatter and flatter as the match goes on. And then he also said, I'm not wholly joking. <laughs> and with that, it's time to say goodbye to my guests. Felicity Ward, Charlie Baker, Tim Delisle. 
I should mention that on today's episode, we were due to play you an interview I did with 107-year-old Eileen Ash, the oldest living test cricketer. But we're going to have to save that until the next show. So if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, that is your moment. Also, on the next edition of The Spin, comedian Mark Watson and Dan Norcross preview the crucial fourth test match at Old Trafford. If there's anything you'd like us to discuss on the show, you can get in touch with us anytime. Tweet me at M underscore John or email us thespin at theguardian.com. And until next time, happy Headingley 19. The Spin is supported by NatWest. To find out about how NatWest is making it easier for everyone to get involved in cricket, search NatWest Cricket.